Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. How are you doing, guys? This is Ryan here. Welcome to the Digo Dad's Pure Shy Podcast. This one now, I believe is episode number 21 yeah we're up past the 20 mark last one now was uh, 20 this would be 21 yeah we're going we're going all right hey yeah i like it now i like it and i think i found something quite interesting to talk about on today's episode but first let's um let's see how we're getting on you doing all right lad? yeah going all right now uh, the usual shite we've just recorded episode number 20 and now we're <laughs> recording episode 21 we quickly found something to talk about and it might be something interesting and fun that um, a lot of the Irish viewers might appreciate and hopefully they'll get a good kick out of it too. So, um, how are you getting on anyway? Yeah, alright, doing good now. Have we still got the itchy mickey? No, no, that's gone now, that's gone. You haven't engaged in the, the intersearch yet? No, no, still uh, still um, uh, uh, abstinent or whatever they call it. Yeah, right, okay. So, what is it you want to talk about today? I actually found something online. And it's 32 facts, which is one fascinating fact about every county in Ireland. Oh, nice. So, Ireland is a small island made up of 32 counties, as you know. A lot of people might think it's only 26, but it's 32. Let's get it right, lads. It's fucking 32. All right. Jesus, lads, settle the fuck down, will you? I'm just very passionate about the Republic of Ireland. Okay. Within the four provinces, Ulster, Munster, Leinster and Connacht. We're from Leinster, aren't we? Yeah, Leinster. Despite being part of tight-knit land with shared traditions, cultures, history, each county has its own unique story to tell. And, me being Ryan, I'm going to tell that story. Alright, number one is Antrim. Have you ever been to Antrim? God, I don't think so. The Giant's Causeway. Was that an Antrim? Yeah. Oh, I've been there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Antrim is home to the famous Giant's Causeway. And legend says that is the ruined remains of a pathway to Scotland built by the very famous mythical figure that is Fionn McCool. He was just picking up stones, throwing them out there going, come on, let's go over here now, see what's going on over in Scotland now. 
and they started building apart. Yeah. And it is a World Heritage Site believed to have been created 50 to 60 million years ago. Wow. That is fascinating stuff, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's, um, I've seen photos of it and stuff. It's fantastic. I'd love to go and see it. Next time I go home, now I'm going to go and see uh, more of that cool stuff. We, we went down to the Ring of Kerry and stuff when we were home last time. And, you know, that was all cool. But I want to go and see some other stuff as well. Yeah, it, it'd be nice. Look at it. All right, for sure. Yeah. And the next one now, number two, is our ma. <laughs> what about our da? <laughs> our ma is the spiritual capital of Ireland. And Armagh City is the only city in the world that has two cathedrals named after the same person. And that person is St. Patrick, patron saint of Ireland. On his day, the 17th of March, you're licensed to go mad. You have license to go lunatic. Hey, it's great. Good crack. Number three is Carlo. Carlo has the oldest working bridge in all of Europe. And it is situation, situated a situation in Leyland Bridge. County Carlow, I think I've said that right, I'm not sure. And it was built in 1320. 1320, Jesus lad. That's a few Sundays ago now. Yeah, and it's still there. God, they didn't know how to build stuff in Carlow. Anyway, number four is Calvin. Calvin? Do you ever know how they talk in Calvin? Calvin? <laughs> it's funny stuff. The O'Reilly family established a castle in Calvin Town in the late 13th century. And produced the phrase, Life of Riley. Due to the family's great wealth and power, they even created their own currency. <laughs> we know what Calvin people are like with money, hey? They hold it tight. They hold it tight. Hey. But the Life of Riley, that saying, is a Calvin phrase. There you go. A lot of you now have learned something new. Yeah, I use that um, quite often, hey? Just after now, he's got the Life of Riley. Not a care in the world, not a worry in the world, doesn't have to do a fucking stroke. Yeah. Funny now, that's a Calvin phrase, isn't it? That's great. Great knowledge to have. Great knowledge to have. Go on, Calvin. You read number five there, I have to scratch something. Uh, number five, County Clare is home to the iconic Cliffs of Moher, one of Ireland's main tourist attractions. What are you at? I just... Scratch it. Keep going. One of Ireland's main tourist attractions with 1.5 million visitors in 2018 alone. God, that's a lot of people. That is a lot of people. Fair play to them for taking the time out to do that. Hey. Number six now is Cork. How are you going, mate? I'm from Cork. What's your name? Cork is home to Cove, a historic point of departure for many Irish people from 1848 to 1850, where 2.5 million, so like twice as many that was on Cliffs of Moher in 2018, left for North America. Yeah, a lot of people saved out, sailed out from the, the Cove of Cork. Yeah, very true, very true. And a lot of people um, sailed out illegally too. There's a lot of um, un, uh, unchecked and unregistered or undocumented, as they say, um, Irish immigrants in America, even still today. Really? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Fair fucking play to them, that's what I say. Anyway, number seven is Derry. Hey, Derry. Hey, Derry. Can you do, like, accent in there? I can kind of do Cork and Kerry and, you know, Dublin and, yeah, a little bit some Donegal and, yeah, little bits and pieces. Go on, Jane. Give us a Dublin one. All right. What's the story? Have you seen Tony? Ha! That was good. That was do, do, do like, Northern Ireland now. Hey, you, Dan. What's your name? 
All right. How are you getting on? You're going to get yourself in a situation there. Ha! You're, you're like a walking jukebox there. Fair play to you. Fair play to you. Anyway, we'll keep going. Uh, the next one is number eight, and it's lovely Donegal. Donegal is Ireland's most northern county and is home to Ireland's most northerly point, which is Malinhead, located on the Inishon Peninsula. Uh, we learn about Malinhead and Mizzenhead in school, don't we? Yeah, yeah, we learned about that. Never been there. It's quite a long way up. Um, I plan to get there to all these different places as I go home um, from here. You know, I find that when people leave Ireland and they go back for holidays, they tend to visit all these places. Um, instead, when we're living there, we just go to like Spain and France and Tenerife and all these other places rather than see the country that we're from. Very common thing all over the world. They do it out here in Australia too. They'll all go to Europe, see all of Europe there and then come home and see fuck all of this country. So hopefully now when I get home, I'm going to see some more places. Here, read that one there. Uh, number nine is Down. County Down is home to the Morn Mountains. There's a lovely song called The Mountains of Morn. Fantastic stuff. Yeah, I've heard that one. It's a lovely song. Lovely. It contains Sleeve Donard, the highest mountain peak in the north of Ireland, reaching 2,788 feet. God, that's a lot of shoes. That is a lot of shoes. Fantastic, hey? Some interesting facts here and all. Yeah, number 10. Number 10 is the big smoke. The big smoke. Go on, Dublin. Do it again. Do it again. All right. What's the story? <laughs> yeah, you're pure magic, hey? Pure magic. Fair play to you. We've got a fascinating fact about every county in Ireland, but this one is mind-blowing. While Dublin is Ireland's third smallest county by physical size, like you would see it on the map in that, it has the island's largest population of 1.35 million. Now, I'm not sure when this survey was taken, but that's what it says here now. Thanks to Dublin City and it being Ireland's capital. Isn't that cool? Lots of people in Dublin. Yeah, Dublin's a busy old spot. Yeah, busy for sure. I wouldn't like to live there, no. No, no. Stay away from it. Don't live there. Sorry to go there to work, but don't be going living there. It'd be expensive, I'd say. Oh, yeah. Number 11 is Fermanagh. Have you ever been there? No, no, I don't think so. Fermanagh was the home of renowned Irish poet Oscar Wilde, who was born in the town of Enniskillen. I didn't even know Enniskillen was in fucking Fermanagh. I know Enniskillen. Maybe I was there then. I don't know. And he was educated in the town's Petora Royal School. Oscar Wilde was a Fermanagh man. He would have kicked football for Fermanagh. Fair play to him. Unreal what you find out, hey? I did not know that now at all. You do this one now. Uh, Twelve is Galway. I love Galway. Have you ever been to Galway? Yeah, it's good. Good spot for drink. Yeah, I went out in, um, in Galway one night with a few lads from Port Arlington and that. Unreal place. Unreal. Galway is one of Ireland's cultural hubs and in fact Galway City has 7,000 Irish speakers almost 10% of its population. Now I don't know how they get that survey or that figure but that's what's here and all Galway the west coast there Connemara and the Grailtocht areas great for Irish great for Irish speaking it's fantastic lovely to hear it lovely. I remember um, I was with one back home anyway she was um it was, she was, we, we were together like when we were teenagers and that and she was in the Grail Tax and I went up to her uh, for a day you know just to, to go around the place with her and just everywhere you went it's just fluent Irish fluent fucking Irish lovely to hear couldn't understand much of it now at all but it was, it was lovely to hear <laughs> yeah I imagine it's just such a shame like when we were in school and that that the teachers made us hate Irish so much by the way they taught it to us that we fell out of love with it when we were in school and it's only when you grow up and you become an adult that you wish 
that you could have known more of it because it's really a lovely language and to hear people singing in Irish you know like that song Oro Shedevah How Are Oh great song it's lovely it's lovely like I'll drive around in the machines at work and like listen to the Grail Talk songs and that it's fantastic stuff it's a lovely sound fair play to them but it's just such a shame that they made us hate it in schools and not enough of us can speak it fluently now and it's so sad so sad anyway number 13 is County Kerry can you carry accent I can yeah go on I'll put two euro into you there go ahead how's it going welcome to Kerry this is a place now where we kick a football and then we shear sheep in the evenings and we do be always busy like because you're just like a walking jukebox fair play to you anyway Kerry hosts Ireland's largest mountain Carunta Hill I'm not sure if I said that right it stands at a remarkable 3409 feet God, that's an awful lot of shoes now. An awful lot. And it is situated in McGillicuddy Reeks Mountain Range, which includes 12 miles of beautiful Kerry landscape. Ring of Kerry. It's unreal, lad. Yeah, that's class. I did that before. Fuck, lad. Anyone that's not done that, just get into a car, pick a day, get into a car, drive down there, have two days, stay in Killarney somewhere, but... Fucking do it and drive the whole ring. It's fucking unreal what you see. Absolutely class. Yeah, it's a great football county as well, fair play to them. Number 14 is Kildare. Now this is an interesting fact. The founder of Irish Republicanism, Theobald Wolftone, is buried in the ancient parish church and graveyard of Bodenstown. He was buried there on the 19th of November, 1798. What a man! What a man! Settle down! You know how passionate I am about republicanisms. I love all the songs. I was born in the Dublin street. Settle the fuck down. Jesus Christ, get on with them. Uh, number 15 is Kilkenny. The hurling stronghold of Ireland is Kilkenny. The cats, as they are known in the county hurling, are the most successful hurling team in Irish history with an untouchable 107 championship titles. Gifted lads. Gifted. Can you remember some of the greats of Kilkenny Hurling? I wouldn't know too many of them now, but you'd know the usuals, like, you know, Henry Shefflin, gifted man with a stick. DJ Carey, well able to handle himself too. Uh, TJ Reid, pretty sure he was a Kilkenny man as well. And, you know, Brian Cody, the manager there, when they were on that run all those years ago when I was a young fella. Just, what a man, just to be able to carry a team for so long and constantly pump out championships. Like, as soon as anyone was up against Kilkenny... They knew from the minute they went out they were losing. And that was it. Just an unreal team. But there's teams now that are matching them stride for stride. You know, you've got Tipperary there. Galway are quite good. Limerick put it to them as well every time they play. And, you know, it's starting to become more of an equal uh, playing field. But for a long, long time, Kilkenny were just um, eating people up on the fucking hurling field. Yeah, just absolute animals. Animals fair play to them. And number 16 is Leash. Ireland's first farmers came from County Leash. This occurred during the Neolithic period of 4,000 to 2.5 thousand BC when they cleared forests and planted crops. The first farms of Ireland were in Leash. Hey, class. Do you know anyone from Leash? I've got cousins in um, Mount Melik and uh, Port Arlington. Yeah, Leash is a, a, a nice enough spot. Yeah, yeah, lovely. Uh, number 17 is Leitrim. Doesn't really exist, but they had to include them anyway. Uh, due to the devastation effect of the famine in 
1845 to 1851 on Leitrim's small population, you are more likely to meet someone with Leitrim roots outside of Ireland than in the county itself. Because the county doesn't really exist. It, there's no such place. I, I don't know why they keep bringing it up. But anyway, let's move on to the next one. Do you want to read the next one? Number 18 is Limerick. Limerick is the birthplace of the now world-famous Irish coffee. A coffee brew mixed with whiskey. It was created by Joe Sheridan in Limerick Village of Fines, 1943. Now, I don't know if that's a very interesting fact to come out of Limerick. Uh, they could have picked something else there now. What about Charles Hope and Gary Owen? That man, he, he fucking died. Died for Ireland. And they want to talk about fucking Jesus coffee? Settle down, lad. I don't care! Get your facts right now. The fact is right, but it's probably not the best one they could have picked. Fucking sure. Sure, we're a bastards. I, I bet you it was written by, by a Lee Trump fella. Yeah, I don't know, lad. Read the next one there. Just settle down, will you? Read the next one. Uh, 19 is Longford. The Irish name for Longford is Unlongford, which comes from the Viking phrase for a safe harbour, a stronghold. The, the Vikings were in Longford. Uh, Vikings uh, ventured to England and Ireland, yeah. Yeah, they might have stopped off in Longford for a, a biscuit or a bit of a scone or something. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, number 20 is Loud, known as the Wee County. Loud is the smallest county in Ireland with a total area of just 812 square kilometres. There's not a lot of cows. You couldn't put a lot of cows out there, no. No, it's quite a small spot, hey, just north of Dublin there. But it's not bad. I've been to Loud, like Drogheda and all that kind of stuff. That's in Loud. Oh, Drogheda is Loud? Yeah. Oh, Okay. I thought it was Dublin. No. Learn something new every day, don't you? Number 21 is Mayo. The word boycott originated from County Mayo after 19th century British land agent Charles C. Boycott was frozen out of out by his community during the Irish League's campaign of ostracism during the land war. God, that was a lot of stuff we didn't even need, hey? A lot of stuff. Why didn't they talk about the fact that Mayo can't win in all Ireland? That, that's a fact. That's a fact that everyone needs to know. Jesus, lad, you're going to upset some Mayo people now if you keep talking like that. It's true, though. I, I believe Mayo people don't want to win. They go out there pretending they want to win, but they always want people to talk about them. So they always come second. Nobody keeps talking about Dublin winning. They always talk about Mayo losing. And that's what they want. They want the attention. Attention seekers. Lad, settle down. We're trying to get people to listen to this, not get people to fucking turn it off. Sorry about that. <laughs> go on, Mayo. Mayo for Sam. <laughs> <laughs> Butter for Jim. <laughs> Read the next one, there. Oh, number twenty-two is Mead. We have a few, quite a few Mead listeners now that I'm aware of. Known as the Royal County, Mead derives its nickname from the King of Ireland, who many years ago visited the Hill of Tara to be crowned in royal rituals. Go on, the Royal County. Mead's a nice spot, full of big fields. Big fields in Mead, hey? Yeah, there is. It's got good land. And did you know, like, there's mines in Mead as well? Yeah, the Tara mines. Yeah, they're, they're like, closing down. And lots of people are out of work. Yeah, I saw videos about that, hey? Yeah, I, I don't know what's going on there. I didn't look into it or anything, but yeah, I saw that. Yeah, have you ever been to Mead now? Yeah, I've been to, like, Nav and, and uh, Kells is a good spot. They used to have, uh, what was the name of the nightclub? They used to be in Mead. Was it Rapture or something? That was some spot. Was that in Mead? 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. I think so. I don't know. I think that was in Kildare, lad. I don't know, but close enough anyway. <laughs> Some's bad for parties. Number 23 is Monaghan. Monaghan is the birthplace of famous Irish poet Patrick Kavanagh who penned the famous poems such as On Raglan Road and The Great Hunger. But Raglan Road, Luke Kelly did that. No, Raglan Road was a poem first before Luke Kelly made it famous with song. Okay, so that's, um, a lot of songwriters have the ability to write poems. Essentially, that's what a song is. It's a poem with music, with uh, instruments and melodies. And you just incorporate the lyrics around the melodies to make it sound good in a song. But essentially it's just a poem. You know, so if you have the ability to write a poem, you, you can write very good songs. Yeah, okay, that's a fascinating fact. Fair play to you. You, you can read the next one as well. <laughs> Number 24 is Offley. Offley! Hey! 37 million Americans claim Irish ancestry. And former... U.S. President Barack Obama is one of them, with roots in the Offaly village of Moneygall. And they used that fact. They used that fact. What about the fact that the famous Digger Dad was born in Offaly? Well, born, I suppose I was born in Mullingar in Westmead, but I grew, I grew up in Offaly. <laughs> Either way, why are we making an American man the face of an Offaly fact? Hey, shouldn't be the case. Fuck off, Barack Obama. Go away. You never even looked at money, God. You clown, you. Go on, you go to the next one. Uh, number 25 is Roscommon. Roscommon. All right, sorry. Uh, Planning this house, built in 1878, is the ancestral home of the O'Connors, who were descendants of the last High Kings of Ireland and Kings of Connacht. The High Kings, you sang with them? Yeah, but this is, um, this is ancient. This is way back. This is not Finbar, Brian, Darren and Paul. This is history. This is a long time ago, lad. Yeah, okay, just bringing up the fact that you sang with the High Kings. That's all, that's all, lad. That's all. Yeah, fair play to you. Fair play to you. Anyway, go on to the next one there. Uh, number 26 is Sligo. Sligo is the surfing capital of Ireland. Oh, I didn't know that. The beaches of Strandhill, Striga and Eski, I think I've got those right, I'm not sure, have some of the best winds for surfing on the wild Atlantic Way. That'd be some fucking drive, wouldn't it? The Wild Atlantic Way. Have you ever seen photos of just that drive alone? Could you imagine seeing it in real life? Light. Be cool, eh? Next time. Next time we'll do it, for sure. Number 27 is Tipperary. The Gaelic Athletic Association, otherwise known as 
the GA was formed in the Hayes Hotel in the town of Turles on the 1st of November 1884. So Tipperary founded the GAA essentially. The GA is the body that governs the traditional Irish sports of Gaelic football, hurling, handball and camogie. Now, is it any wonder that they're so fucking into it there? Hey, they love the hurling and the football, the Tipperary ones, don't they? They're fair good at it too though, to be fair. They're fair good at it now. Fair play to him. You do the next one there, I'm sick of fucking reading. Uh, number 28 is Tyrone. County Tyrone is the traditional stronghold of the various O'Neill clans and families who were the strongest of the Gaelic families in the province of Ulster. That's cool. Fascinating. Lovely. Next one. Uh, number 29 is Waterford. Coming up with a fascinating fact about every county in Ireland is not difficult, with some much more interesting than others. County Waterford is no exception. Waterford City is the oldest city in Ireland, founded by the Vikings in the year of 914. Part of its ancient walls remain intact. So the Vikings went down to Tremor for a holiday. <laughs> I don't know if that was their intention, but I imagine they would have... Um, they might have come across it for sure, yeah. yeah, And they would have set up shop there, yeah. It'd be a lovely place to set up shop, I'd say. Oh yeah, yeah, it's lovely down there. It's lovely down there. Fair play to them now for finding that. Letting us all know about it. Good job. Good job, Varadkar. Varadkar? Uh, no, that's a... Uh, that's that fucking wangstain of it. Tarnished it. I meant um, Ragnar. Ragnar Lothbrook. The Viking. Did you ever watch that series, The Vikings, on Netflix? Yeah, it's good, isn't it? Oh, it's gripping stuff, lads. Oh, fuck. I swear to God, I watched every episode of it, and there, there's bits in it where you're like, Jesus, good. Fuck. That is cruel. That is cruel stuff. But, but like, if you're not into, like, gory stuff and human sacrifices and fucking limbs getting cut off, lads, I wouldn't watch it. I wouldn't watch it, no, because it'd give you nightmares if you're afraid of that sort of stuff. Anyway, the next one. I'll do the next one, no. Uh, number 30 is Westmead. County Westmead was officially created in 1543 and was named after the historic kingdom of Mead, which also included Mead and parts of Cavan, Kildare, Offaly and Longford. But I, also, I always wondered why it was called Westmead. Because uh, uh, it's west of Mead. Yeah, but like, why wasn't Offaly called Westmead? Why isn't Dublin called Eastmead? You know, it kind of, kind of has you thinking, hey. All right, lad, don't, don't confuse the listeners now. Don't confuse them. And number 31 is Wexford. Have you ever been to Wexford? No, never. Um, when I sailed over to England, I would always go by Dublin. And I'd always come back into Dublin. I never went Ross Lair. I know you can, but I've never done that. I would like to go down and see the strawberries. And, you know, there's some mental people in Wexford, I hear. Oh, yeah. I hear the women are vicious. Vicious. They, what do you do is, now, for those people that have never been to Wexford... And you're a fella. Just be careful. Because you, you need to be fit and able to run fast. Because if a Wexford one sees you and she fancies you, she doesn't court you. Like, she doesn't ask for your number and ask you to go for a drink. She just runs after you. And then she grabs a hold of you and ties you up with ropes and that. And then just rides you there and then until dawn. That is... Oh, could you imagine the drama? PTSD and that. Fuck that chick. Wild sexual encounters in Wexford, you reckon? Oh, for sure. They just come running at you and get a hold of you. That's it. That's it. They're taking advantage. Fair play to them, though, for being so brave, like. The next one, and the last one, is number 32, and that is County Wicklow. 
is the last alphabetically. County Wicklow was the final of the original 32 counties of Ireland to be formed. Which is ironic that it's the last one too on this thing. It's great. Its creation dated back to 1606. There you have it. A fascinating fact about every county in Ireland. God, you were very, very tame with the Wicklow people. What's come out of Wicklow now that's good, I suppose? I don't know. I don't know much about it. It's the last county to be made. There you go. Great appreciation for the Wicklow people. Thanks very much. That's all I had to say about Wicklow. Yeah, that's it. That it was the last county to be formed and it was formed in 1606. And that's all they had to say about Wicklow people. Sorry now to the Wicklow people that were expecting a very fascinating fact here now. Um, if anyone is from Wicklow and they do have a fascinating fact they want to share, please, please shout in. And if I have missed out something from your county that you would deem more fascinating than what I did read out, please send it through to us on the Instagram and we can follow up on the next episode if you want. For sure. Absolutely, lads. Fantastic stuff. But I thought that was good. I, I learned some stuff. I definitely learned some stuff there now. Did you learn some stuff? Yeah. Yeah, there was some stuff there. I had no idea. No. So it was good to throw in a bit of the culture and the heritage and the bit of know what about the fucking country. Because a lot of people, like I've said, when they're living in Ireland, they want to go other places to see things as opposed to jumping in a car and driving whatever, an hour, two hours, three hours to, to see some places in Ireland where you don't need a passport. You don't need a visa. You don't need to walk through customs. And you can bring as much baggage as you want. Hey. And there's some lovely places in that country that I've seen since I've left. And that I'm mad to see when I go back. What's the first one now you're going to see? Oh God, I don't know. I'd, I'd love to go up to Donegal and just see that side of it. I'd love to do the wild Atlantic way. That road. Just spend a few days anyway. Just doing that whole, whole stretch. It'd be fucking unreal. The photos you get, the videos you'd get. Yeah, it'd be pure class, hey. Do you reckon now, I was meaning to ask you this before. Do you reckon when you go home, like, whenever you do decide that you're going to get home, that you'll, like, do videos back there? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, with other with other creators and that. Oh, I'd be welcome to that. I'd be open to that, yeah. If there's people out there that like what I do and I like what they do, and they were wanting to uh, do a, a collab video, for sure, yeah. There's a, there's a lot of creators on TikTok and... Instagram that I'm following and they're following me that I'd love to meet up with and I plan on meeting up with them there's a couple now that are local enough to me back there and there's a few that'll be up the far side of the country but you know you jump into a car and you take a drive and it'll be it like you know and then there's people that don't make videos but are uh, big fans and uh, heavy heavy supporters of what we're doing and stuff that I would like to meet and you know personally thank them you know and you know there's a lot of people that want to do meet and greets and stuff and we'll we'll plan something when i know what's happening in my plans and when i'm coming home and stuff we'll try and organize where everyone can kind of come together and meet up and whatever whether it's in a fucking in a pub somewhere or like a function hall or something or you know whether it's at the plowing should i be home for the plowing time we'll we'll work it out as it goes along anyway but as of now i've got nothing figured out yet yeah that sounds like a good plan hey what you can figure it out when the time gets close, I reckon. But yeah, I think we've forgotten or run out of time, I suppose, to do questions on this one as well. So um, this this week, lads, for these last two episodes, we didn't plan anything. This just came up today because you've been like really busy. There was a shipping at work and you worked the last uh, six or seven days straight there. So you haven't really had much chance to sit down and plan out the podcast this last couple of episodes. And you've been spending more time with your family when you're not working, so... We appreciate you do that. So 
Um, if you've got any questions, lads, that you want to send in for me to answer in that quick fire question round that you might think would be funny and you want to know the answer to, please send them through on the Instagram or even on an email and we'll we'll fire them off. Sure, absolutely. So, did you want to end with some uh, positive stuff for the fans? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm still getting messages from people saying that um, the podcast helps, the videos help, you know, and there's lots of people messaging me telling me their stories that they're not ready to share with the people around them. And I hope that just typing out whatever you've typed out to tell me is helping you um, let it go, whatever it is that's holding you down. And, you know, there's a lot of people that are suicidal, a lot of people that are coming to the end of their rope in relation to life and how difficult it is, whether it's financial or relationships or not being able to see their kids because of a toxic ex-partner or whatever. There's a lot of stories I'm getting and a lot of people in a bad place in life and you know even writing it down typing it out and sending it to a complete stranger like myself who you feel is approachable and uh, forthcoming with all this type of stuff um, I hope that's helping you and I hope it's getting you closer to getting the help you need whether it is just through um, talking to your family or seeking professional help some people have said that just my videos alone have encouraged them to go privately and anonymously to um to a therapist or to a counsellor or whatever to try and get that help that they need and it's great, it's fantastic we all need a little bit of help in life and if my videos and what I do and say and my bollocks acting and acting the maggot is a way of helping you get to where you need to get to I'm going to keep doing it lads I'm going to keep doing it like I keep saying I don't I don't gain financially from this and if that was the incentive I would have stopped doing it a long time ago because I don't get paid I don't get paid for doing the videos I don't get paid Um. I get a little bit of ad revenue from the podcast, but it's nothing to it's nothing to see me quit my job, like you know. So I just do it because I enjoy doing it, and I, I really believe that there needs to be more good people in the world and a lot more positive influence in the world. There's too many people that are kind of forcing themselves to be negative because they think it's the new thing, and you know, there's a lot of negative people out there that would love to see everything good in the world crumble. And those people are the ones that really need the fucking help. Those are the people that are really struggling with themselves. I had a comment on an Instagram video yesterday now that really cements that and shows that the people that are pushing so much negativity onto you are the ones that are hurting themselves. Now, this is what this woman said to me. There was no reason for this attack. I never commented on anything she had said before. I never even noticed her saying anything before. It was literally just a comment on me singing Tracy Chapman's Fast Card, a really popular video that I have. And she said, I like it, but get over yourself. The hopeless Irish idiot that goes to Oz and puts on an Oz workman's shirt and tries to think he is a country bio. Cop on, and that is from a country Irish woman. And just loads of laughing emojis. Now she's a woman now that is hurting in herself. And for some reason, unknowns to me, I don't know why she felt the need to attack me, just because I'm singing in my car. Now, each to their own. If you don't like what I do, you don't like what I do. But do you need to attack me like that? No. And why do you? Because you've got issues yourself. And that's what it is, lads. That's what it is. It's never anything you're doing, whether you're doing social media or whether you're going through your everyday life and you're getting all this negative, toxic criticism or things thrown in your face for whatever you're doing. It's nothing to do with you, usually. It's always the person that's throwing the stones that are the ones that are hurting. And, you know, it's sad. It's sad that people need to do that and they can't actually seek the help that they fucking really, really need but they'd rather just throw stones at you. And I just commented back to her. I said, look, 
not quite sure why you felt the need to attack me like that, but I hope you have a good day. And that's all you say to those people, you know, because if you start antagonizing and fighting back, you're only doing them a favor, you know. I really think you should only comment something that you're brave enough to stand in front of that person and say directly to their face. But because people are able to make fake accounts, fake profiles, they can do whatever they want because nobody knows who they are and they can say whatever they like. And there are some evil fucking bastards out there. Oh, Lord God. If these people were brave enough to say the things that they say in the comment section to someone's face, where I grew up and where a lot of you people listening grew up, those people would be in an ambulance the second it comes out of their mouth. And that's the truth. I'm not a violent lad at all. I'm not. I try and steer clear of it as best I can. If someone does go for me or tries to attack me, I'll stand my ground and I'm not afraid. But if I can avoid it and uh, dial it down, I will for sure. But some of these people, they would not get away with saying these things out loud. And because freedom of speech on the internet and the ability to make these fake profiles, they can do whatever they like and there's no repercussions. And it's fucking sad that I have to be very mindful with what I say, but other people can comment whatever they want. And lads... You know, me growing up, I've seen enough things now that could have turned me into a very different person. Very different person. I could have turned out the very same as my father. I could have resorted to drugs. I could have uh, all sorts of stuff. You know, trauma, childhood trauma, stuff you've seen and heard can influence your life in that way. But I've come out the better end of it. And for someone to call me a hopeless Irish idiot, they've no idea. They've no idea what I've seen, witnessed, gone through, how I started out, getting to where I'm gotten now. You only know what I tell you. You know, if I was to tell you everything, I'd be here forever. And you'd hold your hearts out and cry with me. You know, but I don't want to share those experiences with people because I want to move past that. I'm already past that. Sometimes I'll put stories together and share different bits and pieces, but I don't want to dive too too deep into the sadness of my life and what I've seen and heard. You know, people listening that that know what we've been through can, can appreciate that and would appreciate the fact that I don't dive into that. Because it's not nice. And I could have very easily turned out to be a different person. But, you know, I'm proof that just because you've seen something growing up doesn't mean you have to be that as well. You can change. You can be different. You can go about life in a different way and positively influence other people to do the same. And that's all I'm about. And if people don't like that, fuck off to the next video. There's loads of videos out there. Loads of people making videos. People are too worried about being emotionally invested in things they don't like. So they can find something wrong with it and find something to complain about. And it's a fucking sad existence that you live if you're like that. But anyway, we'll um, <laughs> we'll forget about those people. But lads, it's always good to look after each other, look after your friends. You don't know, like I said, like I'm trying to say, you don't know what anyone's been through in their life or what they're going through right now. So check in on people and make sure that they're, they're doing well. If that crow doesn't shut up out there, I'll go out and fight him. <laughs> but lads, take it easy, look after each other and... Do your best to help people in a positive way. You don't have to give people money or anything like that, but just just be there for people, you know. Everybody needs someone at some stage in their life, and if you can be that someone for someone else, you're, you're doing a good thing, and good things get rewarded. Karma and all that sort of stuff, you know. So, lads, see you later. See you later on, lads. When we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.